I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Brace for impact, all right. This is the best movies you've never seen, a podcast about movies where we're showing not only yourself, but my co-host Trevor Long, all these great movies that you may have never heard of, may have never thought of watching, but we're bringing them to you. My name is Stephen Fennec, and I am the movie nerd that has seen all these movies many mm. times already. Nerd. Including this one, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Listen, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you'd heard of this movie before you saw it appear in the title of this podcast, you have to let us know. Because I don't believe... I reckon a lot of people would have. I don't believe... We got the same reaction from the time machine. A lot of people said, oh, what a great movie, a favourite of a lot of people's. So you got to get out more, mate. That's your problem. They must be your audience. Are they older, <laughs> are they? <laughs> well, this was released in 1951 by Oof. 20th Century Fox. Stars Michael Rennie and directed by Robert Wise, who did direct The Sound of Sound Music. Sound of Music. You mentioned that you last that week, wrong. didn't you? You got that wrong. In the, I can't in believe I got that question. wrong. I've been kicking myself all week. Now, the writer, Edmund H. North, was a former army officer. So he wrote this script in, in in a reaction to sort of it was the time around the Cold War, the nuclear weapons were starting to be talked right, about. Yes. So he that that was his motivation. Yep. Now, Robert Wise, the director, was attracted to it because he had a, himself an anti-military sort of feel. Okay. But also he believed in UFOs. He thought this sounds great. I wow. believe there are UFOs. Yes. In the fifties. Yeah. The film was shot on the 20th Century Fox backlot, yeah. which is now an upscale office complex known as Century City. Which is there's a big Westfield near there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's where the Die Hard building is, yeah, yeah, the Nakatomi Plaza, Plaza yeah. which is actually 20th Century Fox's head office, their yeah. building. That's that's Century City. Now, uh, did you see there was a lot of sort of military in this movie? Yeah. The army apparently refused to cooperate. 
they read the script and thought, that's, that's anti-war, it's anti-everything. Oh, of course. We're yeah, not going to help bit, you guys. That's so true, the, yeah. The studio then approached the National Guard who thought, yeah, we'll do it. Great. Why don't they anyone? Why don't you get actors in costumes? I don't yeah, understand. well, they wanted, they wanted to, they did their tanks and everything like that. So they, oh, of uh, course, yeah. They, true, they, true. they said, the National Guard said, we're, anything that depicts the army in less than a flattering light, we'll, we'll, we'll help <laughs> So they, they jumped in. <laughs> that's funny. Now, I, I know the answer to this question already because you had no idea about this movie. Mate. I don't even think it existed. I had to Google it when you said it last week. I went home and went, mate. Mate, not only look, not only did it exist, they even remade the bloody thing with Keanu Reeves. Which, uh, listener, if you're listening, all respect to Keanu Reeves, who I'm a fan of, the remake was rubbish. You hate remakes. They can never capture it. They can never do it. I can't think of a remake that was better than the original. Yeah, I challenge people to let me know, mate. I had no idea this existed. Okay. If so, if this was a millionaire question, name which one of these isn't is a movie, <laughs> I'd be like, that's stupid. That was the day no way that's still. a movie. I can't believe that. Now, this movie was a big event uh, when it was first – it was loosely 1951 in cinemas, but mm. when it was released on TV for the first time, it was like Star Wars coming on TV for the first time. And on March the 3rd, 1962, huge buzz around it. Right. And it, it took 11 years to get to TV. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Because, I don't know, 20th Century Fox were they, more They money. drew out that, I don't know. that theatrical release? <laughs> wow. Well, this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to talk at length about the day the earth stood still. And if you haven't seen it, I'm pretty sure you can watch it on Fetch. As an example of how deep the, <laughs> the Fetch movie library is, you can buy this on Fetch. That's what I did because... Stephen says it's good, it must be good. So I paid my, my, my dollars and I bought the uh, Earth, the day the Earth switched still. So it's now part of my stuff on Fetch. Can I, so can I ask what resolution you paid? Could you get HD or was only SD available? Pretty sure HD was available. Yeah, I actually... Because it is on Blu-ray. I've got it on Blu-ray. I believe it's yeah. in 4K on Amazon Prime. What? Yes. What? Now, are you sure it's the 1951 version? Yeah, I'm looking at the 1951 version and that's, that's oh, what it man. says. Yeah, I watch it on Blu-ray. I own the disc. But, I actually yeah. think I looked at it and went, "That's that's pretty impressive that it's like obviously I'm been remastered." I'm watching it again on 4K. Um, anyway, yeah. so available there to buy. So it's now part of my stuff, and that's the great thing about Fetch. It learns, it knows what you love and what you watch, so that things you've bought, rented, um, catch-up shows you're watching, TV shows you watch a lot, even channels you watch at certain times of the day, Fetch will know that and make that easier for you to do. So whether you're watching TV, watching movies, live streaming. Uh, great channels or uh, watching streamed content from you, uh, many of you, many streaming platforms, they're all available on Fetch. And uh, Fetch is a great source for all that in one box, one remote, and it's a smart remote too. You can use your voice to uh, command it to search for things like the day the earth stood still, which has a weird alien looking man with his hand on the earth and laser beam is the thumbnail. That's yeah, what that, I had. That's Gort, the robot. Yeah, okay. the robot. Well, you don't know that until you watch the bloody movie. That's do you? true. So that's true. check it all out at fetchtv.com.au. Okay, you've now seen the day the earth stood still. Just give us, don't give up the ghost. Give us your first impressions, your first ones, not your last I'm ones. I'm going to tell you that I I like the fact that this was a movie that made you think. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that, that definitely was, had a theme. Yeah, it really, it it probably would be grating today, wouldn't it? There'd be a lot of. Don't you think it'd be uproar about something being so? I don't know, political or messaging, do you know what I mean? Not really. I guess no. that happens more today. I it's think the actually theme, fits in today. The theme, exactly. That's the kind of thing exactly. that happens today. It is current. It's like, how it holds up. I'm watching one of the most popular shows on one of the newer streaming services from one of the big mobile phone companies. Um, very <laughs> popular football show. And to be honest, 
a lot of the episodes they just have you know political themes in them. I'm like, can we just get back to the script? You know, yeah. Um, but in this, I'm case, trying to work out what show you watch. Ted Lasso. Um, <laughs> in this case, I I, I quite enjoyed yeah. the way this made me think. Yeah, yeah, I did. I I do uh, I do I do like the. We'll get into it later, but the how the child, the son, little kid was used in the movie as, yeah. a, as a bit of a device. Yes. Um, this was a, a movie that I caught. Sorry, what's your tweet? We didn't get your tweet for the last show either. Oh, I won't, I'm not going to tweet it now. Um, you haven't heard of this, neither have I. So let's join together. Roll and watch the it. dice. Watch it with Stephen <laughs> Fennick. And trust me, it will make you think about the world. There you go. I saw it on TV for the first time when I was young. Black and white? Uh, yeah, it's black and white, you idiot. No, I'm talking about black and white TV. <laughs> uh, yes, it was. No, it was a colour TV, but it was the movie oh, was yeah, black good. and white. So yeah, That's good. good. Um, I remember watching it, and I remember also borrowing it regularly from the video library. Really? It was on VHS, and I used to borrow it like every few months and watch video it. Video Easy, Civic Video. Oh, I think it was. I, I think it was Video Easy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but now I own. <laughs> I own my own copy on both DVD and Blu-ray. You own a Video Easy. I don't own a video easy. I own my own copy. You own a video easy. It might have been oh, to you. Yeah, of I've course. Been to yeah, your okay. It's a video All easy. Right, you know that. That means I've got a lot of DVDs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Of course. I get it now. Uh, let's look at the cast. Yep. Michael Rennie plays Clay 2 slash Carpenter. Mm. And he was in Lost in Space, the first was season really? of Lost in Space. Yeah. He was Is a, that why he got this gig? Maybe. It was 20th Century Fox. So he's in the studio right. system okay. there. Yep. He was also in The Lost World and The Robe. Died back in 1971. Oh, wow. Michael Rennie. Must have been young. Now, one of the reasons Michael Rennie was cast was because he was a relatively unknown actor. And so they thought he'd be more readily accepted, they'd accept him more as an alien than a than a, someone who they recognised. Yeah, so that, that makes sense sort of because if it was, you know, a yeah. high-profile yeah. actor. John Wayne steps out. You're thinking, hey, it's John it's Wayne. hard to relate to the idea that yeah. he's just walking he among the crowd. pulls you out of the movie. Yeah, yeah it does. that's true. Um, Patricia Neal played Helen. Yep. Now, she was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. She was Hard, wonderful. Yeah, in harm's way. She died in 2010. Oh. Billy Gray is the little kid actor. He plays Bobby. He was in a movie mm -hmm. called On Moonlight Bay, Father Knows Best. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time, he was one of the most recognised child actors on TV and in films during the 50s and 60s. Really? But... When he became an, he was a young adult. He became a little bit disillusioned with the business and uh, and gave oh, it up sad. and gave it up after that. That is sad. We're about to jump into the run through, but before we do that, let's talk about our other great sponsor. We talk about finding the movies, but where are you going to watch the movie on a high sense TV? Your fetch does not work without being plugged into a TV. And the high sense mini LED, 4K mini LED. Remember those words, mini LED. You're going to be hearing a lot about that from High Sense. Their entire new range is all powered through Mini LED. Now, Mini LED is the backlighting system that offers that great contrast and quality that you get. Mini LED Pro backlighting technology combines with the High Sense QLED Quantum Dot Color to form unprecedented pictures with great contrast and over one billion shades of color. The TV is also certified IMAX enhanced. Yes. Now we know. There are a lot of films that are IMAX versions where you're not watching less, you're actually watching more. So mm. the, 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 the whole screen, rather than watching a letterbox 16 by 9, the IMAX version goes all the way, top and bottom of the screen, and your Hisense TV is certified to do that. It also includes Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10 Plus as well. Now on the sound side, you're getting up to 70 watts of sound and Dolby Atmos 
right from the television. Yes. You don't need a soundbar. That comes from the TV. Now, we all know we love watching movies on our TVs, but I also love watching a bit of sport. And I also love playing some games. Sport is awesome on this TV. It has auto sports mode, so it'll recognise that I'm watching the Mighty Rabbitohs playing yeah. if I'm not actually at the game. And it does switch the TV to 200 smooth motion, so it really smooths out the whole experience. And also, if you're playing your games, I love getting playing Call of Duty on, my, on the high sense on yeah. the big screen. And so you've got the Game Mode Pro with HDMI 2.1, so 4K games at 120 hertz. You've also got virtual refresh rate, variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, AMD FreeSync, all adds up to a pure gaming experience. Check out your Hisense TV. Just don't take our word for it. Go stand in front of a Hisense TV in your store and you'll see the quality for yourself. Damn straight. Check it out or head over to their website, hisense.com.au. Now, this movie started with a really nice astro photos. Did yes, you know? Did you that was very bit? nice, yes. The, the nebula that actually they focus in on, I've actually photographed. It's the Eagle Nebula. Uh -huh. Now, what happens in, in right in the middle of the Eagle Nebula is a formation they call the Pillars of Creation. Right. This was famous. This the Hubble Telescope, one of the very first famous photographs. It took uh, this iconic image of the Pillars of Creation, which uh, sh really sort of showcased the power of the Hubble Telescope. Right. But I have shot that nebula through my scope as well. The idea being to really present the, the yeah. concept of space. Outer space. Now, the other thing that really gets you straight through, straight up, before a word is spoken, yep. is the music. Oh, yeah. Strange instruments being well, used there. I'll tell you what it is. Bernard Herman is the is the musician there. The and he used two theremins. You know what a theremin is? No. Theremin is this device. Like a flat guitar. Where, no, it's like a box with two poles out of it, and where you put your hand and move your hand oh, changes that's right. the sound. Yes. So he used two of those to create that that really eerie sort of ones okay. one slightly higher pitch than the other one. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty creepy. Um, that same music, by the way, was used for the Lost in Space pilot episode. Wow. So when Lost in Space was made, you know, they just started to do a pilot. Yeah. And they didn't have their own music for it, which eventually John Williams would do. They used the music from The Day the Earth Stood Still. There you go. Now, the at the very start of the movie, they're tracking a fast-moving object. And, and when we yeah. talk fast, it's like they, they talk about numbers 4, that are 4,000 like, miles an hour or something. And it's crazy. Know, a modern plane goes 800 kilometres yeah. an hour. So, you know, we know it's crazy. And you know what? It does land in Washington, and I love how this they is a great the news of report. News. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon: the arrival of a space ship in Washington. Government and Defense Department officials are concerned by reports of panic in several large eastern cities. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. The rumors of invading armies and mass destruction are based on hysteria and are absolutely false. I repeat, these rumors are absolutely false. So basically saying, calm the farm. Yeah. We don't know what's happening yet. But at the time, 
to make this film seem more realistic, they actually used real broadcast journalists. Oh, really? They are real. That's At the cool. time, they That's ordered. Cool. So they did a cameo of themselves. So it was yep. Gabriel Heater, H.V. Coltonborn, Drew Pearson, and Elmer Davis all Good played on. themselves Love it. delivering the news. It'd be like getting Peter Overton and yeah, yeah. some of all these other people doing it for Just real. Pete. Yeah. You don't need to do Pete. But then everyone gathers in the where the where this spaceship, spaceship has landed, landed yeah. and then uh, we hear that the alien has emerged. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. It's a pretty um, simplistic flying saucer. It's yeah. legit a flying saucer. saucer. Now the, there's nothing complex about this craft at all. The spaceship lands in a part of Washington called the Ellipse which is a large open space south of the White House, north of the Washington Monument. Mm. Now, did you remember there was this dude running up the street saying, they've landed, they're over on the mall. Over on the yep. mall. That's not the mall. The That's mall, not the mall? mall's east of the monument. Oh, it's not right. there. And uh, in the when he comes out, remember, he has this gadget in his hand and he sort of offers it He's going to offer it up, but they shoot yeah. it. And the soldier panics and boom, wings him, shoots him in the in the arm, doesn't he? Or the, well, I feel like he shoots, shoots the, him in the, the shoulder. thing out of his... Because it, it, it breaks the thing. Yeah. I think he shoots the thing and it goes then and it into him. him. Yeah. It's like a double banger. So how's that? Welcome to Earth. We get yeah. shot. He's, he's well, like, I mean, you know, yeah. you've got to announce yourself. Well, it, it just, It's America after you know, all. Don't land in America without announcing yeah. yourself. They'll shoot you. Uh, well, he did. Foreshadowing. He, well, he said, <laughs> he said, I'm here in peace and with yeah. goodwill. He said that. Mm. Uh, and he's taken then to Walter Reed Hospital. Famous hospital. It's yeah, where it the is. presidents go. Uh, absolutely right. In hospital, he gets visited by the president's secretary. And then they have a discussion about uh, how far he's come. I'm sure I, I need hardly point out that your arrival was something of a surprise. Have you been traveling long? About five months, your months. You must have come a long way. About 250 million of your miles. So it's cool because you start to think here, okay, this bloke doesn't look like an alien, right? Yeah. That's the first thing we've got to realise. We, we have this vision of an alien in our minds. This guy's a human. Um, he looks like a human. Um, but he talks, it's very, very well scripted. He talks in your miles, your yeah. months. So yeah. clearly there's different measures of everything. But he does say 250 million of your Earth miles. Yeah. 250 mile, million miles would mean he would start, he would have come somewhere between Mars and Jupiter. Okay. <laughs> so he's... Uh, this is the early 50s. We don't know a lot about the solar system. No, but I'm I mean, that makes sense because he's not going to come from Mercury. Mars is actually hot. 250 million miles from Earth. And there is actually in the film, you'll see, you know, the newspapers that when they flash up, yeah. one of them says man from Mars. We'll call him a man from Mars. Well, that's yeah. the obvious headline. You're a, yeah. you're, a, you're a newsman, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I would have used that. But, but I, li I like this because it's like, okay, if there's an alien that's come to Earth, there has to be some sort of conversation, right? Yeah. So Why it's right so, that the yeah. presidents would send a man to have this conversation, and that's that's the whole purpose. I want to meet with representatives from all the nations of the Earth. I'm afraid that would be a little awkward. It's completely without precedent. And there are practical considerations, the time involved, the, uh, the enormous distances. I travel 250 million miles. <laughs> I appreciate that, but... I want to be frank with you, Mr. I mean, Kratu. Our world at the moment is full of tensions and, uh, and suspicions. In the present international situation, such a meeting would be quite impossible. What about your United Nations? You know about the United Nations? We've been monitoring your radio broadcast for a good many years. 
See, I think that's great because it starts to make you think immediately. I'm immediately at this point going, this could be today. Mm. This could be today. For sure. These yeah. same conversations could be had today yeah. with, you know, the conflicts in the Ukraine, oh, um, yeah. Russia. You know, peace yeah, in the Middle yeah. East, yeah, uh, exactly. you know, all these different areas yeah. that, that you would simply not get like imagine, everyone in the room. Like he said, that would be a bit awkward. Like, uh, bring that'd be like getting Putin and, yeah, and, uh, and Biden uh, together. Or yeah. Putin and um, Vladimir. Yeah, yeah, the guy from, from Ukraine. From Ukraine yeah, yeah. In, in one room. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So what he's asking for is actually unreasonable. Yeah. His exactly. initial request is unreasonable. Yeah, he, true. he clearly doesn't know that. So meanwhile, uh, don't forget the big, big giant robot Gort came out, and he's standing guard outside yep. the spaceship. He's like seven foot tall robot, and mm. they're, 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 he's just standing in front of the spaceship. And what they do, the engineers have moved in, and they're trying to find out what the hell it is. It is now two a.m. and the giant robot still hasn't moved. Engineers from nearby Fort Belvoir have failed to budge him, and metallurgical experts have found his huge body impregnable. They're now concentrating on the ship itself, so far with no results. Now, did you notice one thing, right? Mm. Little, little side note here. When the spaceship doors opened and the gangplank came mm. out, could you see a seam? No. And it was I, amazing. The, through the whole yeah. movie, I couldn't work out whether there was two of these things, one that was seamed and one that wasn't. I'll tell you what they did. Because it's phenomenal. To give the seamless appearance, they used... Uh, around Soft the, coat? They used putty. And then painted over it, right? So when the door opened, the putty was torn apart, so as if it just appeared out of nowhere. And then to uh, the Close same thing with the closing it? of the ship and the ramp, they just reversed the film. Boom! Yeah, yeah. so they reversed it so it's that the very well done. ship's ramp and door appeared, and then they reversed it for it's them. Very to go well in. done. Really smart. Eh? No, I noticed it straight and up. That, I'm like, how are they doing this? But to, so when, it, especially when it closes, that's smart. So when it closes, Reverse it's like the, the, the putty just goes back to normal. And think, wow, where's the crack? Where's the crack? Very really well smart, done. eh? He's not in fifty-one. They're pretty clever. Well, it's black and white too, so there's there's less that helps degradation. That helps. Like there's de less of a color grade, so yeah. easier to do. I love this bit where the doctor comes out after <laughs> examining the examining Cleotu. I removed a bullet from that man's arm yesterday. What about it? I just examined the wound and it's completely healed. What does he say about it? Said he put some salve on it, some stuff he had with him. What are you going to do with it? Take it downstairs and have it analyzed. And I don't know whether to just get drunk or give up the practice of medicine. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I was thinking about the sav thing. I was just going to look it up. Sav, it's like a like a sav like a. You remember savlon like though? Ointment. Like, like an ointment. Savlon's like a yeah antiseptic cream. Yeah, I'm like just wondering where like it gets ointment. its name. Do you reckon savlon gets its name from this movie? Maybe it's a sav. Sav. Well, unless sav was around before this. Maybe it probably was. would. <laughs> but what what Clayto does is is escape. He he's leaves Walt. Remember that? Did you remember when they left and they locked the door? Yeah, and yeah, and that's right. When they locked the as door, as soon as you lock the door, you're like, oh, "This is going to." No, end but, well. but then, he, and then he, but when he heard the door locking, he sort of had a half smile as if, as if you can keep me. In. Yeah, exactly. And then it turns out that he does escape, and of course, again, uh, more there's more news reports go out. The president has urged all citizens to be on the alert for any information about this man, and to transmit such information immediately to the police, the army, or the FBI. While the president made no effort to minimize the crisis, he urged people all over the country to remain calm. And I might add that though this man may be our bitter enemy, he could be also a newfound friend. <laughs> oh, that's a nice danger. That's, a, good that's a great way to put it, but it's like, hang on a minute. Uh, can, we, uh, can we get some resolution on that pretty quickly, please? <laughs> Maybe. 
Cut to the boarding house. So yeah. this is uh, – I love this. This how this is shot is great because the camera sort of – everyone's surrounding this TV and yeah. they're all hearing the reports and the camera sort of pans back and then you see this, this shadowy figure and it's Carpenter who's turned Who, Who's up. seen, by the way, just a, a room for rent sign yeah. out the front. So he's looking for I somewhere to stay. My name is Carpenter. I'm looking for a room. Oh, I see. Are you an FBI man? No, I'm afraid not. I'll bet he is, Mom. I'll bet he's looking for the spaceman. I think we've all been hearing too much about spaceman. Now, the name, the fans of this movie have have looked delved into it deeply, like I have. Right? Yeah. Interestingly, they thought the adopting the name. I know it was the, it was on the, the laundry tag, tag, of the tag yeah. but Carpenter um, is a is that is that like because you know how Jesus Christ was the son of a carpenter. You know I the the carpenters. He's Some a carpenter. people like you overthink these. No, things. but but it's it's like he's a Christ-like figure. He sort of appeared out of nowhere, and and that's what the fans are saying. Well, that's interesting. They've chosen the carpenter as the name because Jesus Christ was a carpenter. Yeah. Too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next day at breakfast, this was a really cool scene where they're discussing the spaceman, yeah. and he's there listening to them, sort of hearing. Yes, what he's taking it all in. Really cool. He, he's actually the way he yeah. acts is very. You can see him oh, taking just, it in. Yeah. That's that's the whole point. And then, but oh, then the woman, the, the mother of the uh, Helen, I think her name is, yeah. then sort of says, "I wonder, I wonder what I would do in that situation." Why doesn't he come out in the open? Yeah, like that heater fellow says. What's he up to? Maybe he's afraid. He's afraid. <laughs> well, after all, he was shot the minute he landed here. Hmm. I was just wondering what I would do. Well, perhaps before deciding on a course of action, you'd want to know more about the people here. To orient yourself in a strange environment. There's nothing strange about Washington, Mr. Carpenter. <laughs> a person from another planet might disagree with you. Well, if you want my opinion, he comes from right here on Earth. And you know where I mean. The original conspiracy theorist. So you're thinking that he means the Russians? I, I Is that what she thinks? I don't know. But it's, it's like... It's assume they Cold War time. It's, it's like she's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, like the Russians. Questioning the very things that's being reported. But she doesn't reported. say Russians, no. eh? She just Not says... Not at all. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Now, a Helen is uh, her her suitor arrives and says, "Look, I've got a, I've got a, I've esky, booked a great day away. Esky, basically, esky full of sandwiches and a tank full of gas. And Let's she's like, get out I've of here." A, like this bloke's yeah. a goose, right? This bloke's <laughs> a complete asshole because he's trying to take this girl. Like, not no consideration for the fact that she's got a young son. Well, now he she says, "Look, well, what about what about Bobby?" She says, yes, "Can oh, I bring him?" He's we, like, yeah. "He's like, really? Uh, hello, yeah. dude. She's got a son. Get over it." Yeah. But we do hear though that uh, our man Claytu wouldn't mind. He puts his hand up. He says, "Listen, I'll, I'll look. Yeah. He can, he can give me a tour of the the, the city. I'm happy yeah. with that." And he goes, "I'll, I'll look after Bobby for you." And yeah, she's only met him. Met she, the yeah, bloke, she's so she's handing her son over yeah. to a bloke <laughs> she's met literally yeah. twelve hours ago. Well yeah. done, love. So anyway, but uh, the, these are the these are the scenes that endears me to the movie. Hundred percent. Where the kid becomes this sort of innocent little vessel to he's explain a good to explain him. yeah, he is eh, to explain to to Claytu or yeah. Carpenter. Also exposition here because he yeah. takes him to, to, to the Arlington, Arlington Cemetery, Cemetery yeah, which that's right. we start to, we realise that's where his dad is. Did all those people die in wars? Most of them. Didn't you ever hear of the Arlington Cemetery? No, I'm afraid not. You don't seem to know much about anything, do you, Mr. Carpenter? <laughs> well I'll tell you, Bobby. I've been away a long time, very far away. Is it different where you've been? Don't they have places like this? Well, they have cemeteries, but not like this one. You see, they don't have any wars. Gee, that's a good idea. 
That's and that's, that's the, the message there, isn't it? That's the have whole rules. movie in a message. Yeah. And oh, and yeah. you've got this bloke who's influencing a young child yeah. who's only who only knows yeah. only knows the idea of war because his father was killed yeah. in war. So yeah. he wouldn't be a fan of it. I can tell you that right now. So this is sort of set in the early fifties. So it'd be World War Two. His dad died in oh, yeah, World War Two. Um, I do like this next bit where before they go to see the spaceship, they say, "Oh, let's go to the movies." and he pulls out all these diamonds out of his pocket. You see that? Yeah. He goes, here's what money from where I come from. He goes, oh, how about you give me two bucks, I'll give you one of these. That's the best bargain of all time. Yeah. It's a diamond. So anyway. they do. The, the next stop, though, is at the spaceship. Yeah. And uh, here's where the kid's really curious, and I love this bit where he's trying to explain how nuclear power they're, is They're used in a huge and, crowd, and Carpenter, yeah. the, the alien, is trying yeah. to explain to a young boy how it all works with... Clear and great knowledge, and the people around him are yeah. somewhat intrigued, but also mocking him. I bet that iron guy's strong. I bet he could knock down a whole building. I shouldn't be at all surprised. I'd like to get inside that ship, see how it works. What do you think makes it go? Well, uh, a highly developed form of atomic power, I should imagine. <laughs> I thought that was only for bombs. No. No, it's for lots of other things, too. You think it can go faster than the F-86? Yes, I should think so. About a thousand miles an hour? Maybe four thousand miles an hour. And outside the Earth's atmosphere, a good deal faster. Well, how could they make a landing? Well, there are several ways to reduce landing speed. You see, the basic problem is to overcome the inertia and... Keep going, mister. He was falling for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, look at what is... He, he, he arrived, he got shot. He's, still, he's being mocked by people. Yeah. And this is the is it even better bit when he even goes and in, gets involved in a vox pop. Yep. And you, sir, mind telling us your name? My name is Carpenter. Would you care to say a few words, Mr. Carpenter? I suppose you're just as scared as the rest of us. In a different way, perhaps. I am fearful when I see people substituting fear for reason. In fact, uh, I would like to thank you, Mr. Carpenter. <laughs> thank you very much. The reporter's like, hang so on a minute, mate. Cut off this the is the most boring <laughs> vox pop ever. <laughs> Have, but how? Imagine the reporter's talking to the space band, doesn't know it. Like no. that, that's well, the funny. No, that's, that's the funny part. But uh, he, but he goes, oh yeah, not not concerned about what he's saying. He just wants to get through more interviews. No, no he's as Cuts soon as as soon as he starts talking uh, in words that are not about the spaceship, he's disinterested because yeah. a reporter in that situation wants grabs about the spaceship. Oh he yeah, wants, I'm scared. I'm, this I'm scared. It's yeah. amazing. But it's he huge. said, I guess, oh, I don't want people to replace fear for reason. Yeah. And he goes, oh, boring, and cuts boring. him off. Boring. But the, the next part, I remember he, he asked Bobby, he goes, who's, who's the biggest, most famous person in America? And he yeah, goes, he's trying oh, to work the, out. I guess he, the spaceman. He's would. at the Lincoln. Yeah. They go to the Lincoln Memorial yes. and, and he, yeah. he reads an inscription. And, and what and, a great man he was. And he says, yeah. this yeah. is a great man. Who's yeah. the equivalent today? Yeah. And Bobby's like, it's this, the best you can come up with is this professor. The dude. Dr. Barnhart, or the smartest person. The smartest person, smartest yeah. Person. So they go to visit him. They knock on the door. Why don't we go see him? They just turn up. Knocking on the door, looks through the window, sees a big blackboard with a calculation on it and decides to go in and fill it out. How dare you write on that blackboard? Do you realise the professor's been working on that problem for weeks? He'll solve it in no time now. How did you get in here and what do you want? He came to see Professor Barnhart. Well, he's not here and he won't be back till this evening. I think you'd better leave now. So she gets the eraser. Would you give this to the oh, professor? Yeah, in a minute. I think he'll want to talk to me. I wouldn't erase that. <laughs> the professor needs it very badly. 
Yeah, so she, he, he's walking out the door. You think he's gone. Yeah. She gets to. She starts to move towards the racing end, and he pipes in. He as sticks if to his say, head back in the door. Listen, don't, don't want just to leave that. it there. Let yeah. him see it, and let's see what happens. And no. it is, yeah, it's a complex equation. So why wouldn't you leave it there? Well, that equation on the board mm. is actually a real equation. Really, it's authentic, and it describes a particular form hunting stuff of the th- no. famous three-body problem. So oh, really, in Newtonian gravitation, a problem that has no closed-form solution. Such body problems are central to navigation in interstellar space. We've done interstellar, so that's sort of in that in that vein. Um, and the all all the terms and everything was actually shown that a real physicist actually wrote out that them for the movie. Oh, a real wow. physicist did it for him. They get home and Bobby is is really happy. He tells his mum about the uh, the great day they had together. Have a nice day, dear. We had a swell time, didn't swell. we, Mr. Carpenter? Yes, we did. We went to the movies and had some ice cream cones, and then we went to see Daddy. I don't know how to thank you. I enjoyed every minute of it. We uh, better get going, Mr. Carpenter. So this is the point where the agent had turned up. Yeah, says, oh, some you, sort we, of federal agent. We need agent. to talk to you. And Bobby is sort of wondering, what the hell? When he leaves, he says, why, why would he be talking to them? Yeah, and, and the mother's not too put off by it, but, no, you know. Not, not overly concerned, but the agent has turned up to take him to see Dr. Barnhart. Yes. And he's, Dr. Barnhart's probably got there thinking, holy hell, this, the, the, this, someone's helped me solve the problem. He sees the note, calls for him via the agent. Yeah, so basically what he does, Dr. Barnhart doesn't just want some bloke to come visiting him, so doesn't yeah. call him direct. He gets essentially, you think of the Secret Service or the, you know, the armed forces yeah. to bring him to him so that they can have a bit of protection in case this bloke's a lunatic. Yeah, and uh, he, they have a conversation about these, these, this equation. You wrote this. It was a clumsy way to introduce myself. But I understand you're a difficult man to see. I thought you'd have the solution by this time. Not yet. That's why I wanted to see you. All you have to do now is to substitute this expression at this point. Yes, that will reproduce the first order term. But what about the effect of the other terms? Almost negligible. With variation of parameters, this is the answer. How can you be so sure? Have you tested this theory? I find it works well enough to get me from one planet to another. That's a great line. Which is his way of saying, yeah. I'm the space I'm Klaatu. He says, I'm Klaatu. Yeah. But then, then the professor, naturally, is more he's curious. He says, well, why, why would you be here? We know from scientific observation that your planet has discovered a rudimentary kind of atomic energy. We also know that you're experimenting with rockets. Yes, that is true. So long as you were limited to fighting among yourselves with your primitive tanks and aircraft, we were unconcerned. But soon, one of your nations will apply atomic energy to spaceships. That will create a threat to the peace and security of other planets. That, of course, we cannot tolerate. What exactly is the nature of your mission, Mr. Klaatu? I came here to warn you that by threatening danger, your planet faces danger. Very grave danger. I'm prepared, however, to offer a solution. Would you care to be more specific? What I have to say must be said to all concerned. It is too important to be entrusted to any individual. And what's fascinating to me about that line and that concept of his is I've got to tell everyone is, and this is going to hit some people the wrong way, but it's kind of like your, your Trump and your anti-mainstream media people. It's like yeah. uh, it's, they're, they're spreading mistruths and, you yeah. know, what, how do we know what's true? And, and what, that's what he's saying is I can't – because in a lot of those – remember early we talked about the media reports. They were trying yeah. to calm people down. Well, 
it's not their job to calm people down. It's their job to give the facts, right? Yeah. So what he's saying is if you disseminate this information, it's going to change. It's going to be yeah. um, interpreted. What what I need is to address the right people yeah. in one go at the Everyone right time. Everyone can hear it at the same time rather than make up their yeah. – have opinion Which, on it. And, and what they agree here is that, that he could gather together the greatest minds yeah. from a lot of places and some representatives of you know the, the foreign nations and things. But also, too, you've got to remember, it's the 1950s. Yeah. There's no internet. There's yeah. no Twitter. There's no – imagine also, if it was, this was made today. He'd just, just tweet out. Yeah, he'd also <laughs> maybe he, it's Elon Musk already. Maybe you, Elon you Musk. You could also call a meeting and have people there within forty-eight yeah, hours, right? Could, yeah. And so they agree to do this. But he does Big say, Zoom call. he does say, listen, there's no way I can yeah. get these people on board unless you somehow demonstrate that yeah. what you're doing is true. You mentioned a demonstration of force. Yes. Would such a demonstration be possible before the meeting? Yes, of course. Something that would dramatize for them and for their people the seriousness of the situation. Something that would affect the entire planet. That can easily be arranged. I wouldn't want you to harm anybody or destroy anything. Why don't you leave it to me? I'll think of something. Maybe a little demonstration. Something dramatic, but not destructive. That's quite an interesting problem. <laughs> Would the day after tomorrow be all right? So that's uh, that's he's, he's been assigned that task. Yep. But the, so he's got to demonstrate the power of this. Yeah, well, this, he he, this he needs to make a, a he needs to show his power, what his technological superiority, mm. and he says because right, he's basically already said yeah. he's already got to the point of saying, "Listen, I'm doing this to prevent us from having to yeah. destroy the in. Earth." Yeah, absolutely right. The only option here yeah. is if you guys are going to do this stupid stuff you're doing on Earth in space, we're going to have to just destroy. We're going to come down on you. Yeah. When he returns, he does. Ret- he goes back to the boarding house, but then he ne- he returns to the ship, and Bobby follows actually him. traces him here, follows him through. Bobby then tells his mother. Like when, when he gets to the ship, he sees him go inside, and he sees yeah. everything. Bobby tells his mum, but the mum doesn't believe him. Um, and the, the mum's boyfriend, boyfriend then yeah finds, finds the diamond, a diamond yeah, and he says, "Where the hell did you get this from?" He goes, "Oh, Mister Carpenter gave it to me." <laughs> Innocently, he's like, "Oh yeah, he's got no, no, idea no dramas." And I think the guy, the boyfriend, takes it and gets it examined, yeah. right, which we hear about later. But then when Car- Carpenter decides, well, Helen decides, look, you know, you deserve an explanation about, like, I'm going to tell you something. And yeah. then he goes, okay, but we need to – she's okay, come here, we'll go down the service lift. Yes. And they jump in so the lift. So they get in a different lift. Yeah. And then uh, this is when he decides to, to spill the beans. What is it you want? Before I ask you to be honest with me, Perhaps I should be completely honest with you. Power goes what out. Happened? What time is it? Just 12. We shall be here for a little while. About 30 minutes. Well, we can try pushing the other buttons. They won't work. Why not? You see, the electricity has been neutralized all over the world. Bobby was telling the truth, wasn't he? So surprise, he's the spaceman. Yeah, and she, I think, in that, in that, what you don't see in that is him explaining why he's there. No, but he obviously so he, they've got thirty minutes he, here. He the power's out. He convinces minutes. her. Yeah, he convinces her of his story, or at least shares his story. Meanwhile, we see shots from all around the world. Yeah, um, of power being out. Now he does say the electricity has been cut off. Yes, but cars come to a stop. Cars, is, yes, I know. Yeah. Which is, well, I, maybe I yeah, would have said yeah, power yeah. is cut off, but anyway. Yeah. So, and the, but but you find out later, he goes, "No, hospitals no, were okay. Exactly, planes in flight were okay. So because yeah. they don't want to hurt anyone, but yeah. they want to make a statement. So yeah. let's just make sure all planes keep flying, 
all hospitals and probably schools, whatever, are all good. But yep. cars on the street, elevators, power generally is all kept on, shut off as this demonstration of force. And and rightly, as he says, back at, at twelve thirty on the dot, it comes back Boom. on. But meanwhile, the boyfriend is keen to get the diamonds valued. Yeah. But then when he finds out that they're, they're kind of no one's ever seen them ever before, and he realizes, from what, from what Bobby it. says to him yeah. before, he says, hang on a minute, we've got to report this bloke. Yeah. Yet Helen, who's heard from Clay too, saying, listen, this is why I'm here, she says, you, you can't do that. And he and the, he ends up saying, look, you're going to marry a hero one day. Like, I'm going to be a hero. And he goes, I'm not going to marry anybody. So she's she's yeah. basically breaking she up basically with him to go said, over this stand. See you later. Now, what's yeah. cool about this whole scene is, and this is for the younger audience, like this is a part of the movie I want my son and my kids to see because it's like, so back in the day, when Mummy wanted to find Daddy, she'd have to ring the office and <laughs> leave a message. And if yeah. Daddy was out, you'd have to wait till he came back to get yeah. the message. And There's no want, mobile phones. And if you want to read the news, you've got to buy a newspaper. Extra, extra, they're all buying the paper. Hang yeah. on, this is like this is like seeing a fresh tweet. This it's is that amazing the concept of we yeah. aren't yeah. permanently connected. No. That's the other mate, to be honest. That's I sat there and watching this and going, We've got to do that more. Yeah. I just got to disconnect more and just yeah, go, you know, what, like, yeah, oh, and we'll talk about it. Sim- simpler but, times. You know, four hours on the golf course is actually a, yeah. a time of disconnection and that's Absolutely. something that just doesn't happen enough in the I modern love, age. I love the four hours of disconnection. Uh, meanwhile, though, Clay too is concerned because he's, he's got to still meet with the professors. That's right. Right, and he's worried that he's not going to get to the meeting yeah. because he's, the idiot boyfriend is going to alert everyone to his presence. That's right. right. So the, uh, the concern there is that he's not going to make it Anyway, chase begins, and his other concern is that if something happens to him, he doesn't know what Gort is going to do. It's only a few blocks to Barnard's. Worried about Gort. I'm afraid of what he might do if anything should happen to me. Gort, but he's a robot. Without you, what could he do? There's no limit to what he could do. <laughs> he could destroy the Earth. If anything should happen to me, you must go to Gort. You must say these words. Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. Please repeat that. Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. You must remember those words. <laughs> Love that. And then this is the point where the military is all across Washington. Oh, yeah. Now, there is a cab. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've amazingly found this one cab, one yellow cab in all of Washington. <laughs> appears very quickly, so they get no, the license No, but they were getting number. directions from all no, the no, different no, people. No, no, but the original yeah. sighting, yeah. it's like, oh, there he's it is, there it is. So then they read east. out the he's number plate east. number, yeah, seriously. Yeah. And then they keep driving past military and they just go, yeah, they're here. Like, get in the car and drive. <laughs> it's it's a pretty tough thing to watch, I'll be honest. the slowest honest. chase in the world. The slowest yeah. chase in the world. Yeah. And they finally do <laughs> catch up to them. And, mate, they shoot him. They shoot him dead. That I did not see yes. coming. So you're thinking, uh-oh. But what does Helen do? Helen goes, well, I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to, do I'm going to head over Clatu, to Clatu, the Clatu, spaceship. Clatu, something or other. Good. Clatu. Barada. Nikto. Latu. Barada. Nikto. Now I'm assuming that means Clatu is in trouble. Go get him. Because. But before we get to that though, did in this scene you notice when she said that and the robot sort of advancing on her that the they sort of go into a corner and you can't see them? Yeah. The next thing you see is, and I don't know whether how obvious you notice this when he's carrying her. Mm. There's all cables holding her up. 
Oh, really? He's not he's not supporting her. Like the oh, I didn't notice the, at all. the person. Who I was played, focused, to be honest, on yeah. the robot suit, which was very pliable. It was very much vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't flexible metal, but yes. you can see the zippers and it stuff. It was not flexible <laughs> metal at all. It was bloody <laughs> vinyl. But when he's carrying her, like that, that initial thing where you can absolutely plain as day see it, I can never unsee it. The the actual black cables holding her up. So yeah. the guy who plays Gort was the doorman. At Grauman's Chinese Theatre, he was cast because he's nearly seven foot tall. Huh. So we need someone really big, um, but he was not a very strong person. Right. right. And so when he, when he's carrying her into the ship, that's actually a little dummy. It's a oh, lightweight right. dummy. It's not actually her that he's carrying up in the ship. Even when with Clay too as well, that's a dummy when he's carrying him as well. So right. what what he she said to him, Claytu Barada Nikto means. Claytu's in trouble, go get him. And that's exactly what Gort does. So he retrieves Claytu's corpse, yep. right? Remember, he brings, brings him back, to, back the ship to the ship where Helen is already. And right? she's kind of captive at this point, by the way. Yeah, a little, but... There's no concern about her son, but anyway. When, so you're thinking he's brown bread. But, yes. he, it's, but no, so yeah. I'll be honest with you, no, at yeah. this point I'm going, oh, now he's going to get him. Because I thought yeah. that Klaatu Nipto thing was, Nick off, get out of here, go. Yeah, I'll oh, get out of but here. But yeah. when he went and retrieved him, I'm thinking he can fix him. Because, yeah. mate, he bullet wound was fixed in a day. Absolutely. Hello. I thought you were. I was. You mean he has the power of life and death? No. That power is reserved to the Almighty Spirit. This technique, in some cases, can restore life for a limited period. A Did limited you, period. The, but the, yes, you mean he can has power over life and death? He goes, no, that that is a, a, a reserved for the Almighty Spirit. Mm. Yeah. So they still believe in God. No, in that you planet. remember that line, right? right. The post-death resurrection scene was meant to be permanent. So. Reinforce so that they they meant to sort of say, well, yeah, he's got godlike powers, right? Right. But at the time, the censors of the time thought they didn't like the ending; it was too left wing, uh. and they they said, look, you've got to change this. You've got to do something to make it as if, you know, that that line, the power, that power is reserved for the Almighty Spirit. That was what appeased the censors wow. at the time, because if if they would think if they never had that line, they'd be blown up thinking, "What? What is this yeah. robot god? Like, oh, yeah, god yeah, could do that." Yeah, yeah. So at the time, they had to put that little line in. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. So we get to the final part of the movie. Clay two is up and well, and he emerges to deliver his final message. We have an organization for the mutual protection of all planets and for the complete elimination of aggression. The test of any such higher authority is, of course, the police force that supports it. For our policemen, we created a race of robots. Their function is to patrol the planets in spaceships like this one and preserve the peace. In matters of aggression, we have given them absolute power over us. This power cannot be revoked. At the first sign of violence, they act automatically against the aggressor. The penalty for provoking their action is too terrible to risk. The result is we live in peace, <laughs> without arms or armies, secure in the knowledge that we are free from aggression and war, free to pursue more profitable enterprises. Now, we do not pretend to have achieved perfection. 
But we do have a system, and it works. I came here to give you these facts. It is no concern of ours how you run your own planet. But if you threaten to extend your violence, this earth of yours will be reduced to a burned-out cinder. How's that for a Solid warning? message. I mean, yeah. but, but it, so it's awesome because it basically says, listen, we've been watching you. You're all idiots. You can, <laughs> we don't care. You don't know what well, you're capable you're remember, of. This is the 50s, right? So there's been two world wars, right? Yeah. Yep. And it, it kind of goes to the time machine thing from a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The war themes, yeah. The war totally. theme is the totally. same there. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit similar though, in, in totally. the way they approach it. Yeah. Because, and they're, you know, what, 10 years apart? Yeah. The, the idea that, look, guys, knock yourselves out. Um, if you just want to kill yourselves, that's fine. But don't bring this war into space. Yeah, that's fair. Fair call. Righto, uh, let's get into a couple of good good quotes. How old do you think he is? Oh, I'd say 35, 38. Told me this morning while I was examining him. He's 78. Well, I don't believe it. Life expectancy is 130. Well, how does he explain that? Says their medicine is that much more advanced. He was very nice about it, but he made me feel like a third-class witch doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I do love this when he's in the boarding house and uh, one of the women says this. You're a long way from home, aren't you, Mr. Carpenter? How did you know? I can tell a New England accent a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) You're a long way from home. She thinks she's from New England. New England, that's it. Yeah, New England. (laughs) Right, uh, how did that happen? Solid plot hole here. Solid plot hole. When he... Remember how when Bobby follows him to the ship... Mm. To, so he can arrange the demonstration with the electricity neutralization. Mm. Why does he leave again? He he goes to the ship, sets that up, goes back to the boarding house, and then is worried he's going to get caught. He could have stayed there and just had the meeting with the scientists. Cause, yeah, because the meeting was yeah, there. Was there. So why does oh, he go? Oh, that's a very yeah. good point. So you know what I mean? Like why why that's risk a, it? Yeah, yeah. He should have just stayed there. Well. That's right. He had no, because they've set up the thing. Yeah, no, yeah. that's stupid. He said he gets all. Oh, I'm in danger. He should have just stayed there anyway. Um, after the electricity is neutralised, mm. you can see uh, the the motorcycle cop trying to start his motorcycle. Yep. Uh, behind him, you can see there's a traffic light on. <laughs> there's a traffic light working. I always see that when I watch. That's it. funny. Things you might not know. Okay. The original story of this this was a, based on a short story written by Harry Bates. In in the short story, Clay 2 is killed immediately. So that's start, at the start, he's killed. Yeah. And there, he plays no real extra part in the story. The story's all around Gort. Yes. Now, in the original script, that they thought that they were going to keep stay faithful to the ending of the short story. The ending of the short story would have been, um, tell your masters, we're sorry, this was an accident that he got killed, so don't, don't hurt us. And Gort replies, actually, I'm the master, and he's not. He's the master. So uh, he's the superior right. being, not Clay to. Right. They decided, you know what, to, let, let's just keep it out. Oh, no, I liked it this yeah. way. It's yeah. good. Um, Patricia Neal, who is, um, plays the mother, she, was not, she said in interviews that she was so unaware that the movie was going to be any good. She thought it was going to be a, a bit of garbage. 
but it became one of the best science fiction classics of all time yeah, in, in, right. the, in the Pantheon. Uh, and she said she just assumes it was another trashy sort of flying saucer movie. Jesus, okay. And uh, she even said she found it difficult to keep a straight face while saying her line sometimes. Like imagine oh, wow. Kletu, Barada, Nikto. Like she was yeah. thinking, what she is was this? good. What is this? No, I, I agree. She was great. Now, uh, in the shooting script, if you look at the DVD special features, there is apparently a lot more dialogue between Claytu and Helen that was cut out. So they wanted they the, the dialogue was there, and it actually brings them closer together. I was going to say they, they want to they bring they form them to a friendship, more of a, getting closer to a relationship. Creates a bit of tension with the boyfriend. Yes. Yeah, but they decided the tension's there because yeah. he, he expresses it absolutely. Yeah. But they decided, you know what? Um, he tells her that he and Gort will be leaving soon, and she tells him how much she and Bobby would miss him, and so. The thought of leaving her behind would have made it difficult for Clay. So there was a whole extra emotional sort of storyline that was yeah, going to go yeah. on there. Did you notice? Tell me. This story is set in the fifties, right? Yeah. And did you notice that Clay too is a litterbug? Do you remember when he's looking at the? Remember he sees the laundry tag on oh, his suit, it on rips it up, rips it off, and just throws it on the ground. Yeah. That stuck out to me. Like he's. Uh, it said, you know, it said made. That's how he got his name. It said Major Carpenter on yeah. that on that little bit of paper. And he crumples it and tosses it away. So um, there is uh, – didn't throw it in a trash can, just, just threw it away. Okay. So he's obviously not familiar with earth, earth customs and courtesies. But don't, don't go to war, but, tra- but littering, go, go hard. <laughs> uh, Clay, too, also tells Professor Barnhart that he was in room 309 at Walter Reed. Mm. He was actually in room 306. Oh. Yeah, that's a little mistake. Stuff that up, mate. Three questions for Trevor. Oh, okay, hit me. Do world leaders heed Claytu's warning after he leaves? No. You reckon? Yeah. No, because yeah. mate, good luck. Okay. But look, it, well, let, let yeah. me say this. Yeah. If this happened today, like legit, yeah, if this legit happened today, yeah, and we all know world leaders would never, yeah, agree. I, I'm doing whatever I need to do to get to Elon Musk and say, "Get me out of here." <laughs> yeah, because they're going to destroy us. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. You don't reckon that was a strong enough warning? No, I suppose that it, it, like he did prove, and that's why the movie's called, by the way, "The Day the Earth Stood Still." Because it stood still they, for, they stood for still. thirty minutes. So oh. you don't reckon that's a demonstration of enough? I think power? it's a great demonstration, and I yeah. think that large percentages of people would be blown away by it. But yeah. I think there's enough people would think, just build a rocket and shoot them. My frustration is that you never there. You, there's never a scene to explain that that blackout was caused by clay too. I think it's assumed. It's a, it's implied. Yeah. In the same yeah. way that I think the relationship with yeah. Helen is implied. Yeah, right. Yep. Speaking of relationships, question two, does Helen uh, get back together with a boyfriend? Absolutely not. No, they're gone. No, yeah. no he's gone. Skin. Question three, what does young Bobby grow up to be? A scientist. Of yeah, some I, sort. I, I agree. Yeah, he, I agree. He's a philosopher. Yeah. He, like he's not a politician. He's a pretty smart kid, Dave. Yeah, he's not a yeah. politician. He's yeah. he if he's not he's smart very curious. enough. If he's not smart enough to be the professor, yeah. He's he's in some way a philosopher who yeah. do you know what I mean? He's about wants, knowledge. Wants to build rockets. But but <laughs> but he's not a politician. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, that is the day the earth stood still, mate. I'd like your wrap up and rating. Please. I think this is one of those ones where you've got to go. Of the time, you got to remember to yeah. rewind your thoughts, and yeah, I think for for its time, it's it's a great movie, isn't it? Mm. You know, I worry that I'm getting too old, and these things are making me think too much. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that's the whole idea of it, isn't it? That is yeah. the whole idea of it, right? Um, so I, I quite enjoyed 
being made to think mm. about the world in that sense. Good. Um, and I can't really argue too much with the way it was shot or anything because it's the 50s. It's very right? well acted too. The kid was great. Mate, great Re- Michael Rennie was good. Yeah. It's a good story. The Helen was cash was the, good. The, you know, Professor Dude story is great. Yeah. Like it's all good stuff. So mm. I'm going to say it's an 8.5. Eight, boom. I'm yeah, a nine. Like I'm a nine. Okay. I rate this. this oh, like I said, this is one of my real favourite treasured movies. I really enjoy this. Okay. I think because I enjoyed it so much as a kid. And I was I, I wasn't much older than Bobby when I when I saw it. Yeah, right. So I was sort of putting myself in his shoes, you know. Yep. Like, so I, I really rate it. I'm happy to hear that, mate. That you enjoyed that. Yeah, good pick. That was good. I Alrighty. reckon I reckon there'll be yeah. plenty of people listening. Yeah, who'd never heard of it, and I'd love to know what yeah. they think. And the to be clear, the remake, which which I've seen and didn't rate at all. The theme of that is more an environmental thing. Oh God! So it's more about we're destroying the planet. But, but I mean, I guess that is it, the current yeah. way to look at the destruction of the planet. It's yeah. less about nuclear bombs yeah, and more true. about yeah. just ruining it. So that that's topical too. But yeah, that was made in I think early two thousands. That that came yeah, out. Right. But it was you know Keanu Reeves is in it. Great effects. It's obviously you know similar of you know, Clay two and yeah. the Gort the robot. Those just modern versions. But just didn't quite capture the spirit of the original. Interesting, you know. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Should we talk about next week? Oh God. Okay. Next week we are watching Rising Sun, which I know you've never heard of. Mm. It was released in 1993, starring Sean Connery oh. and Wesley Snipes, hey. based on the brilliant Michael Crichton novel. Okay. Now, what other movie was based on a Michael Crichton novel? Jeez. A, Jurassic Park. B, Jaws. C, The Perfect Storm. Or D, The Shining. Okay, not it's not a trick question because not all of them. Is it all? Of them? It's one of them. That's oh, one. It's only yeah. one of them. One of them. Yeah. Just checking. It's not funny. Yeah, that's one. Um, is it Jurassic Park? Correct. <sighs> yes. Michael Crichton wrote Jurassic Park. And he wrote Rising Sun. He wrote That's the Sphere. second one out of like 90 that I've got The Andromeda right. Strain. He wrote all these great... He's, a, he's one of my favourite authors, Michael. Oh, oh, that's one of the only books I think I've ever read more than once. Wow. It's a great thriller. Grill. You don't read and books the, more than once? For the time. No, not, not usually, unless it's a really good book. Okay. But it's... Uh, in, I remember reading I don't it. read them once. It was just after... I think it came <laughs> out. I'll tell you where I read it. I'll tell you where I read it. On my honeymoon, I oh, read it. Oh, wow. came out in 92. And I remember buying it and reading it. So I was busy shopping. Yeah. <laughs> She was busy sleeping, mate. She was uh, on the, on the long train trip. She was. I discovered later she she sort of has motion sickness. Oh right. So she was popping pills and sleeping she all our train trips. What have I done? <laughs> Thanks, mate. Anyway, that was that's <laughs> us, mate. That's us. Thank you. That's us for the day the Earth stood still. I'm really happy that you got the message I it. and yep. enjoyed it. Yep. I hope our audience did as well. But join us next week for Rising Sun. Bring it on. See you then.